Hello, I'm Brian Hubbard, and welcome to the latest podcast. Bit of a special one this time round, because I want to spend a bit of time talking about our Get Well show, which happens at London's Olympia, February the 21st to the 23rd. Now, why are we doing a show when we're a magazine publisher? Well, We've been researching medicine and health for about 30 years now. I know it's hard to believe I look so young, but we have been. And in all that time, we keep coming across therapy after therapy that has helped thousands of people. And then we thought, well, it's high time we really brought all this together into a show. So you could meet all these lovely people yourself discuss your particular issues and see if you trust them, like them, and maybe you could maybe continue working with them yourselves. But, you know, we needed a show in order to do that. So hence the Get Well show. And the idea is we're going to do this every year at Olympia, ideally so. And then we're going to take it to America. So all you Americans, hold on. We're planning a show next year in Los Angeles. But anyway, let me tell you a little bit about the show. Because what we've done, we've interviewed a few of the keynote speakers. And um, I'd like to just introduce... Uh, those people to you in turn. The show has about 90 uh, exhibitors and 40 or so speakers, and we've been uh, catching up with a few of them in the past few weeks. One of the first to drop into our offices was Dr. Rob Verkirk, who's the head of the Alliance for Natural Health. And Rob's been an advocate uh, and a lobbyist for natural health and protecting our natural health uh, concerns for some years now. And Rob's a, a I'm a bit of a, he's a bit one of my heroes, to be honest with you. And so I was very keen to catch up with Rob to hear what he's going to say. He's speaking twice. He's going to be speaking on Friday the 21st and on Sunday the 23rd. On the first time round about Alzheimer's and diabetes, as well as IBS and, and other gut issues. Here what, here's what Rob has to say about what he's going to be talking about. <music> Hi, I'm Brian Hubbard. I'm with the Get Well Show, which happens at London's Olympia in February. We're going to have a fantastic array of speakers and exhibitors. And I'm delighted to say that I have one of them here today, Rob Fuka. He doesn't know this, but he's about one of my favourite guys. I think he's genuinely... <laughs> One of the heroes of the last decade, Rob. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Rob is uh, championing freedom of treatment, of therapy, of uh, in a scientific way. He's taking on the administrators scientifically and trying to establish and keep our health freedoms. And so he's a remarkable man. And it would be your pleasure to come along to the show to hear this guy, because he's going to be, he's so knowledgeable, he has so much expertise, he's got so much science behind him, you guys are going to be bowled over by what he's going to talk about. Rob's going to talk twice at the show. He's going to talk about the gut-brain connection, which is probably the single most important factor in health today. And you're going to talk about low carbs. I mean, the two am. absolute key issues. Rob, tell us more. Key issues, but also controversial issues. Mm -hmm. so, um, I want to deal with the gut-brain connection, really to give people steps how to hone this connection. Um, we, we're born with it, we, we don't treat it with great respect. Mm. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the, everyone knows about fight and flight response, yeah. but they don't know about rest and digest. Um, so we get this disturbance of the autonomic nervous system, right. the part of the nervous system that right. we can't control. Right. 
and you know a lot of people are eating mm. on the hoof mm. they are asking mm. their gut to do things that it's not intended to do right. that's why in a lot of um, traditional societies you see people sitting around tables right. relaxing while they're eating right. so that the right. parasympathetic system can be in action so they can digest food now not only are we doing that we are often have gut permeability issues yeah. and there are you know if we don't look after this connection our food is really the most intimate yeah. way in which we experience the external so, environment. So what inf impact does this have on the brain health? Essentially we can't extract the nutrients out of our food we cannot generate the neurotransmitters that we need to create the neurotransmitter balance that we need. Right. Um, it's also difficult to do that in certain diets, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of vegans mm. who may have disturbances in terms of their methionine cycle, the key amino acid that okay. is essential to be able to <clears throat> produce the, mm -hmm. say, the, the tryptophan and the dopamine and serotonin that we need. Um, this is the science, guys. This yeah. is the science. So, so, you know, you yeah. need to yeah. get all the nutrients out of your right. diet. Right. And as you get older, your ability to assimilate nutrients right. also declines. Right. So you need to make up for that. So right. it's right. really how we can um, understand yeah. what particular markers yeah. we need to get sorted yeah. in order to really make the most of uh, this incredibly And when we see obviously cognitive mental decline as we age, mm. memory loss, you know, sharpness, all these, and you think this could well be a most of it is preventable. Right. Most of it is right. preventable, right. but if you don't know right. what you need to do, right. and this idea that you can just uh, consume what yeah. the government tells us to eat, right. um, uh, you know, yeah. low-fat diets yeah. are one of the problems that we have here. Right. So we need to get healthy right. brain fats right. into right. our diet. Right. We need to sort out gut permeability. We need to Very establish vagal tone, the, the key autonomic nerve, tenth right. cranial nerve, right. that actually is a direct connection wow. between our brain and our wow. gut. Um, so it's the stuff that we need to do and the stuff that and we need to learn to, to we've make. We've been told for 30 years, low-fat diet's the way to go. Completely wrong as you get older in particular. Let's turn quickly to your second yeah. talk, low carbs. So, of course, um, a lot of people have seen huge positive responses in terms of weight loss, yeah. dealing with obesity, yeah. um, getting rid of brain fog by yeah. going low-carb. You'll now know that the, the system has, has jumped in there with some rather dodgy mm. science very often yeah. to suggest that oh, no, low carb mm. can be dangerous. Mm. The reality is that there is no absolute firm definition of, around what low carb is. No. But the bottom line is that the over-reliance on processed carbohydrates, yeah. refined carbohydrates, is causing a massive problem in society. Now, as soon as you reduce the amount of those carbs, you have to replace it with something. We mm. call it substitution. Mm. And of course, we shouldn't be replacing it with just with protein, mm. um, because there can be problems in terms of putting our kidneys under too much pressure, mm. putting too much protein in. Mm. But we have to replace it with fats. Now, mm. what kind of fats do you replace it with? Mm. Um, so, really, what, what we want to introduce here is this idea of low carb as an evolutionary eating plan to mm. understand the kind of carbs that mm. we need to be consuming mm. as well as how we prepare those mm. in the kitchen or mm. when we're out and about mm. what ones we select mm. generally speaking you won't find them in the garage forecourts yeah um, yeah because um, yeah. that's where many yeah. of the problems lie yeah. yeah but also what kind of fats we we, we consume yeah. and many of the problems relate really to industrial 
farming and food processing mm. foods. I mean, the, these are where the problems are. So we can go back to an evolutionary eating plan, get all the benefits of low carb in terms of reducing our risk massively to type 2 diabetes, uh, reducing our risk to type 3 diabetes, otherwise mm -hmm. known as Alzheimer's disease. They're very, very closely related, linked to inflammation, linked to these kind of diets, and also, you know, restricting the number of times in the day that we're feeding ourselves. Uh, food frequency is a major issue. And if people are some way down this path already, can they take steps back by improving their diet? Yeah, look, it, it's um, it, if you've gone into um, you know full-blown mm. type two diabetes where you're starting mm. to see um, major issues, it can be difficult. But mm. um, certainly, caught at an early stage, particularly at a sort of pre-diabetes mm. stage, mm. it is absolutely reversible. Mm. There are more and more studies now mm. um, showing how this mm. can be done. But mm. a combination of intermittent fasting, mm. caloric restriction, low carb replacement with healthy fats mm. and that's really part of the solution okay so if you have early stage diabetes yeah. worried about alzheimer's cognitive issues yeah. general brain fog yeah. any other issues and um, low energy low, low energy. energy i mean low energy is not a natural state as no, soon as our mitochondrial so, um you know function starts declining we need to do something about right. it and that's also linked directly right. with gut function how you right. improve both together right. And, and, and digestion itself, of course. I Absolutely. mean, gut itself as, as a digestive yeah. problem. So, any of you are concerned about any of these things, you've got to be at the Get Well show in February. It makes sense. February the 21st through to the 23rd. Rob's going to be speaking twice during the show. You've got to be there, guys, obviously. Thanks for that, Rob. Um, you know, that's just a flavour of uh, what Rob will be talking about. So catch him on Friday and on Sunday. Another of my heroes who dropped in to see us the other week was Melanie Aldrich, who also works very closely with Rob at the Alliance for Natural Health. Melanie's uh, quite an interesting person in her own right. She has her own uh, health protocols and things she does when she's not campaigning. And she's going to be talking about uh, autoimmune problems, MS and all sorts of other conditions related to the immune system. So catch up what she has to say about her talk. Hi, I'm Brian Hubbard from the Get Well Show, which happens in February at London's Olympia. It's going to be a panoply of fantastic speakers, practitioners, therapists, People who know stuff that so many don't. And we're very lucky to have one of the great speakers here today, Melanie Aldridge, Executive Coordinator of the Alliance for Natural Health. Melanie, welcome. Brian, hi. Thanks very much. No, I mean, you're a, you're a campaigner. You, you're doing so much for health freedom, none of which you'll be talking about at the show because you're going to be talking about autoimmune disease and the thyroid. Absolutely. In two separate talks, I know. But what's the connection and why are you so interested in those subjects? So I'm, at the show, I'm talking with my practitioner hat on. Right. I've been a practitioner for um, scarily over 30 years now. Wow. And, um, started much... when she was <laughs> 34, she started. Yeah. Much of my... Yeah. Uh, much mm. of my therapy journey has yeah. been informed by my own experiences of autoimmune right. disease um, and thyroid disease as right. well. Okay. So um, I'm going to be talking about um, both of those topics and actually about what you can do 
to get well, basically. Okay. Fits perfectly with the show. No, you, you, it's, it's a prevalent problem, isn't it? It and, is. And is it that, are there a lot of people who have it and don't know they have it, for example? I think in our society, we are not taught really how mm. to understand um, our bodies. Mm. And when the body's raising a red flag, mm -hmm. um, we tend to not know that. Mm -hmm. And so we are living in basically an epidemic these days of thyroid problems. And yeah. there's a really good reason for that. Yeah. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is how better to understand why your body might be raising the red flag mm -hmm. and what you can do about it. Wow. And be looking from a standpoint of just how powerful mm -hmm. making changes with our nutrition, yeah. um, with our movement, yeah. and with the way we, we rest, yeah. um, and how we deal with stress in our lives. Yeah. And these things, you know, are incredibly powerful. Yeah. And when you give the body what it needs, mm. it's pretty miraculous mm. in terms of um, the amount of cheap, you know, healing that you can achieve. So people who are sort of feeling tired all the time, don't have the energy, or even a, a, a joy of life, all these could be symptoms of Absolutely. this problem. Absolutely. Yeah. The thyroid is so much more than just um, mm. the master controller mm. of our endocrine yeah. system, our hormonal yeah. system. Yeah. Um, if you think about the fact that the energy factories in our cells, the mitochondria, mm -hmm. all have thyroid receptors. Mm -hmm. You understand why thyroid is so intimately linked yeah. um, to energy levels. Yeah. And obviously energy is also to do with our brains and yeah. our thought processes yeah. and whether yeah. we get foggy yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, wow. And you leave that for a long enough period of time yeah. and then you start going into immune crisis yeah. because there's now not enough energy in the body to start fueling the immune system oh, and one step after another mm. you know it takes you more down an autoimmune route mm. and it's not that difficult mm. when you understand the mm. messages and mm. the signposting mm. in the body mm. to start creating health wow. instead of going down another pathway. Fantastic. And so when anyone is feeling tired all the time, no lust for life, foggy brain, you name it, you've got to hear Mel speak. She's speaking Friday and Saturday, I believe. We've cunningly split Mel up, so you have to come on both days. You've got to come twice. <laughs> and it's going to be at London's Olympia. 21st of February it starts through to the 23rd of February. It's called Get Well Show. And you can get your tickets. See Mel, you've got to see Mel at Get Well Solutions. Uh, get Well dot Solutions forward slash show. I'm Brian Hubbard and I look forward to meeting you there. Thanks for that, Melanie. I know it's going to be a really fascinating talk and I can't wait to hear it myself. Another one of our heroes who we caught up with in the last week or so is Dr. Sarah Myhill. Now, Sarah is an extraordinary person because she's not only a, a GP, but she's a very alternative one. And her work has caught the attention of the GMC on a few occasions. And it's need to say, Sarah's come out the winner each time. Uh, really looking forward to meeting Sarah. Sarah at the show. She's speaking a couple of times for us again. She's speaking on Friday about fatigue and on Saturday as well. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, Lynn McTaggart, who's my partner uh, on the show, was, uh, caught up with uh, Sarah just the other week. And here's what she had to say. Hello, everybody. I'm Lynn McTaggart. I'm author of what Doctors Don't Tell You and Get Well magazines, and also one of the founders of the Get Well Show, which is going to be at Olympia February 21st to 23rd of 2020. 
And I am here with one of the people who are going to be speaking at the event, the amazing Dr. Sarah Myhill, who is an incredible integrative specialist, a medically trained doctor. And I, I'd love for you to tell people about yourself, Sarah, and why you're a little bit different. <laughs> I'm a conventionally trained doctor. I started practicing in NHS medicine in 1981. And in the year 2000, I went into independent general practice. And the reason I went into independent general practice is because within the NHS, I did not have the clinical freedoms I needed to be a good doctor. And the problem with conventional medicine has to do with drugs and symptom suppression. Because if you go to your GP with a headache, you'll get a symptom suppressing drug. And that is how blood pressure, high cholesterol, and so on is treated. So I'm interested in the root causes of illness. I want to know what people eat, how they live, which supplements they're taking, if they've been poisoned by anything, because that is at the root cause of all disease. And by working out those root causes, you can then work out why they've got the problem and how you can fix it with simple, nutritional, safe, um, demonstrably, scientifically proven interventions. Fantastic. And one of the areas that you've really concentrated on is chronic fatigue. Now, why are you so passionate about that? Chronic fatigue syndrome and ME are the worst treated conditions in the whole of Western medicine. Why? For the very same reason that the root causes of this condition are not looked for and, um, and addressed. Instead, patients get treated as if they're hypochondriacs or if they're psychiatric cases and told it's all in the mind. And that actually makes them worse. And in treating patients with chronic fatigue syndrome, there are four big players with respect to energy delivery mechanisms. And an analogy that I use all the time is the car analogy. And to get well from this illness, you need to have the right fuel in the tank. If I put petrol in my diesel car, it's just not going to go. And that fuel in the tank is all about diet and gut function. And I probably talk about that more than all other subjects put together. So important. You then have to have what I call the mitochondrial engine, and this is the area where I've done some original research to demonstrate that mitochondria are centrally important in patients with chronic fatigue syndrome. And guess what? They go slow. And why do they go slow? For reasons that we can all address because of nutritional deficiencies and because they are blocked by something that might be toxic stress from the outside world poisons or toxic stress from the inside world. And again, it's all stuff that can be easily fixed oneself. And then we have what I call the thyroid accelerator pedal. And guess what? If your car is running at five miles an hour, you know, and, and your um, uh, thyroid gland is set low, you're not going to achieve. And then finally, we have the adrenal gearbox. And that allows us to gear up to um, demand in response to stress. And by addressing those four issues, you can greatly improve energy delivery at the cellular level and transform the lives of patients with chronic fatigue syndrome. And just to let people understand what mitochondria is, which has been a real uh, signature part of your work, that's the power pack of the cells, right? That's, that's what gives yeah. that's, that's what the gives engine. the cells their oomph. Correct. That's the engine. And actually, mitochondria are implicated in almost any pathology you care to mention, from cancer, dementia, heart disease. So by fixing your mitochondria, you're going to protect yourself from getting those diseases later on in life. Now, people come to listen to you uh, speak at the Get Well Show. What can you, what do you think 
uh, is going to be the main takeaway that they get. What what gain from listening to you if they have chronic fatigue? The, the most important take home message, if you if you like, is that I can give you the rules of the game and the tools of the trade so that you can fix yourself. And that is important because we do not have the doctors and we have lots of good nutritional therapists, but we still do not have sufficient in order to help those people. So what people have to get their heads around is they have to do it themselves. They have to work it out for themselves from first principles. And that's why I've written the books, because within the books, I detail, you know, um, what the symptoms are, how to know from the symptoms what mechanisms are going wrong, and from those mechanisms, as I say, the tools that you need to fix yourself. And these tools are simple, straightforward tools that we all have access to. So I hope this will be an empowering event to allow people to take control of their disease. Wonderful. And I really encourage anybody who has chronic fatigue or ME or who has a loved one with uh, one of those conditions, come see Sarah. You'll have a chance to talk to her in person, an amazing chance. She'll be there uh, on Friday and Saturday, and she'll be speaking about this. And you can also get hold of her books, uh, which have incredible things about healing yourself. So thank you, Sarah. And we look forward to seeing you at the Get Well Show. It will be fun. I look forward to that very much indeed. Yeah, thanks for that, Sarah. An absolute must-hear talk. Again, Sarah's talking on Friday and Saturday. Now, another speaker who I was actually fascinated by is Sandy Edwards. Now, she came to my attention last year because she put together the biggest ever research program into spiritual healing, usually in a hospital setting. She works in a hospital, and she got some, I think, over £200,000 of lottery funding to fund this research. And uh, absolutely fascinating person. Sandy says that everyone can do spiritual healing. I'm sure not all of us can do it as well as she can. But listen to what she has to say when I interviewed her the other week. Hello, I'm Brian Hubbard. I'm helping to organise the Get Well Show, which is happening at London's Olympia on February the 21st to the 23rd, imminently, this year. And uh, we've got over 40 speakers over the three days. And one of the most intriguing was uh, a lady who's online with me now called Sandy Edwards. And I was particularly intrigued, Sandy, because our paths first crossed about a year ago when I came across this amazing study that you'd undertaken into spiritual healing and its effects. And you were an amazing woman who raised, I think, over £200,000 on the National Lottery to get all this done, uh, which I thought was quite quite amazing. And, and you've also written an amazing book called Healing in a Hospital, because that is where you do your work. So there's a lot... A lot of ground to cover in these few minutes, Sandy, but let's start from the beginning. So how did you become a spiritual healer? Well, I had no sign of a natural healing ability, but Mm -hmm. I decided I must become a spiritual healer. So I was immediately pointed to a particular organisation called the Healing Trust nowadays uh, that has fabulous uh, training standards. You can't get better. And so I trained with them. And within 10 years, magically, I um, instigated this clinical research trial, which, as you say, was uh, funded by the National Lottery to the tune of 
£205,000. Yeah. And the research itself was conducted by one of the cream universities of the world, University of Birmingham, which is a Russell Group university. Right. That's equivalent to the Ivy League in the States. Right. So you can't get better than this. And it's the largest healing, uh, largest medical trial of spiritual healing in the world. This was uh, 200 long-term ill people, all NHS patients. And the story how it came about is as amazing as as the results are. The results are wonderful too. Yeah. So, yes, it is a big story. It is a big story. Yeah. I mean, so just go take that in in chunks a little bit there. And and you said you spent 10 years training. Does does it? No. No. Yeah, two years training. Okay. And then... Uh, from the moment of beginning training to the moment of um, the moment of beginning this research was mm. ten years, oh. and then at, and then at, so within ten years of uh, starting training, I yeah. instigated the research trial, right. and actually I hadn't noticed the similarity. It took another ten years <laughs> from beginning that research application. Yeah. to its culmination of being published in medical journals. Oh. So you've got to have staying power you for this kind of... You do, and, <laughs> and, and you do, obviously, and it, it pays off, which is remarkable. Oh. Now, but, but after you had your initial training how to do this work, you were yeah. very quickly involved in a hospital, weren't you? Quite quickly, really, considering. Yeah. But yeah. it was always in my mind, this needs to be in the NHS. Right. And I did open a voluntary healing group in Warsaw, Midlands. Right. Uh, again, with a, a little, volu- a little um, uh, lottery grant that right. I managed to achieve. And uh, that still offers healing to the public. But there are lots of those kind of groups all over the country. Right. And the more, the better. But as it turns out, we discovered from the research trial Mm. uh, and from the patients that came to the hospital Mm. that uh, people who are hospital patients don't want to go to a voluntary healing group. They want to have healing at the hospital or at the doctor's surgery where they feel safe that um, that the therapy and the therapist has been cleared by the um powers that be by the right. medical profession right. so but the uh, the reason i became involved in the hospital work was because of the patients who came to our voluntary healing group mm-hmm. i've always been a volunteer healer by the way mm-hmm. um uh, five years after we opened in 2000 a lady told me that her consultant had sent her and he'd sent other people before and he was pleased with the results so i found out who that was and wrote to him, that was Dr. Sukhdev Singh at Good Hope Hospital in Birmingham, and uh, suggested that I Mm. give healing as a volunteer to his patients at the hospital. So that was how it first came about. And uh, and soon after I began at the hospital, well, two weeks after I started, I suggested, I asked if I could create an audit of what these people were saying, just mm. one 20 minute healing session. Mm. That's mm. all it takes to give right. a healing session. Right. And after just 20 minutes, people were reporting really unusual things for the doctor to hear with his own right. ears and see with his own eyes. Right. And so I thought all of these lovely things that are being said mm. are disappearing into the ether. Right. So I needed to create an audit 
and uh, it was on the strength of that that we were able to get the lottery grant as well oh, because we had yeah. to give evidence that people were benefiting from yeah. this therapy and that they wanted to uh, have this more mm. of this but now, um, i know the results were way beyond placebo and yes. i know that's often an attack on spiritual healing and many other modalities it's just placebo and it's way beyond that but how far does it actually go i mean have you got so far as you, you've fully healed somebody for example or is it just helped relieve symptoms and made the medical treatment easier or how far does it go all of the above right. and the uh one of the stories in my book about one of the people on the research trial he had five healing sessions on the research trial as it happened they were with me mm -hmm. and after the research trial he had another five he mm -hmm. had ulcerative colitis for which there is no cure no right. medical cure right. but as a result of um, coincidences mm -hmm. he had to have an investigation and discovered that he had no longer got ulcerative wow. colitis absolutely wow. no wow. sign of it in his wow. body wow. so so yes it is wow and uh, there was another one of dr <sighs> singh's patients who had been troubled for many years and in 20 minutes everything stopped and he never had a problem again 20 minutes oh, I mean, was, say half an hour to say hello uh, and goodbye so this is 20 minute session there's no touching of the body is there you're just putting hands over the body um, is that right we uh, usually are okay. trained okay. to touch on the shoulders to begin, okay. and then there's a touch on the feet, but right. they, we don't have to do that. Right. But I like to use touch, but the most touch we do is only on the joints of the arms just, and legs. Just to start, okay. And, and people stay fully clothed, they can wear their coat and hat if they want, their shoes, okay. anything, it's absolutely now, do, fine. Now, does this work because you're super gifted? Or do you think? Ah, that do would you, be lovely. Or do you think? But, do you think? Any, do you, can anyone learn to do this? Do you? If I can do it, anybody can do it. Really? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I think it's the same as cooking or learning a language. <laughs> Some people are better at it naturally. Right. The rest of us, like me, have to make a big effort. And right. um, but from the very beginning of uh, training, yeah. people that I was practicing on did uh, comment that they were able to notice the difference during mm. the healing session and afterwards. So wow. something so in that training ignited it. And I suppose and this, go on. I was just going to say, <laughs> and I'm proof that if, I, if anybody can do this, if they're passionate and uh, uh, okay. determined. Well, you certainly are determined because you <laughs> all those years getting the study done and all the rest of it. I mean, you, you have been determined. But, yes, uh, and it has been a joy. It's been a real joy, all but, of it. But I mean, you're obviously a very intelligent woman, Sandy, and I'm sure <laughs> the question is, I'm sure the question has popped in your own mind, what the heck's going on? Do you have a theory as to why this works? I've got a number of ideas that keep me on track to mm -hmm. try not to question it mm -hmm. because even partway through a healing session i can think how can this possibly help somebody yeah. but it does and it, it has does. done over and over and not just for me of course for every healer yeah. and there are yeah. so many people who are natural healers and they don't realize it yeah. probably everybody who's been drawn into the medical profession for instance yeah. and people who are in caring uh, professions of any sort yeah. so or looking after loved ones as a yeah, um, as a yeah, carer. So yeah. there are lots of people who are natural healers who don't realise it. Right. And 
it's uh, if you're in a caring job it's good to at least have done the basic the very first course of yeah. healing so yeah. that you learn how to retain the integrity of your own energy yeah. Yeah. whilst at the same time helping yeah. others because wow. it can be very draining if we don't I'm do that I'm sure. Listen, we've just had a few minutes with you, Sandy. We've scratched the surface. Only. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think everyone's going to come to hear you talk. I mean, you're going to be at the show three days. Are you going to have a stand there? Yes. So you'll be meeting and greeting and all the rest. Yes. Number 18. Stand 18. You're going to be demonstrating on the stand, but you're talking as well. And, yes. Um, on Sunday. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. So look, I mean, you're absolutely fabulous, Sandy, and you were <laughs> top you. of you were, you were top of my list of the people I wanted to come and speak. So I'm so, so blessed that you said yes. Oh, thank um, you. You're doing wonderful, wonderful work. So look, everybody, um, it's the Get Well Show. As I say, it's 21st to the 23rd of February at London's Olympia, and Sandy and 39 other speakers will be there. And it's going to be amazing showcase of, of alternative, interesting, innovative, breakthrough therapies that you really do want to hear about. So be there. And you can buy your tickets at getwell.solutions forward slash show to buy your tickets beforehand. Sandy, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person on February the 21st. Thank you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> maybe you could do a bit of healing for me whilst you're there. So they... Yes, great. love to. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Sandy. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. Thanks, Sandy. It was really interesting. And Sandy will be speaking on Sunday, February the 23rd. Now, the next speaker, again, he was interviewed by Lynn a couple of weeks back, and that's Damien Downing. Now, Damien is going to be speaking on the Saturday, and I can't wait to hear, because Damien is a guy who's been around for about as long as we have, which is saying an awful lot, I know. And uh, Damien's going to be on the stage on the Saturday, as I say, and um, we're really excited to hear what he's going to say on the day. But Lynn caught up with him the other day, just say, well, what are you going to be talking about? This alone is a fascinating conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. I'm Lynn McTaggart, and I am so excited to tell you about our Get Well show, which is going to be held at Olympia, February 21st to 23rd. It is the first show of its kind to offer uh, actual therapists in so many areas, doctors, healers, therapists of all varieties, to help you with any kind of chronic condition you have. And we're going to feature 41 different therapists uh, doing all kinds of things. And one of our stars is Dr. Damien Downing, who I have here. Now, Dr. Downing is probably the preeminent British uh specialist in ecological medicine. He's the former uh, editor of the Journal of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine. He's the president of the British Society for Ecological Medicine. And he is really, um, as I say, a real star in this field, which is the British equivalent to functional medicine. 
So he is here today with me to talk about, give you a little glimpse of what he's going to talk about, which has to do with an amazing discovery and use he's made of phospholipids. So hi, Dr. Downing. Lovely to see you. Hi. So tell us a little bit about this. This has become a real interest of yours. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's become you know like the missing link. You know, the bit that we we were waiting for all this time. Um, phospholipids. Let's let's assume phospholipids are what your cells are made of, right? If we cut you right down to Olympic athlete physique, so you've got no storage fat at all, you're still going to be about twenty percent fat and oil by weight. And that's pretty much it all in the membranes of your cells, the outer wall of your cell and all the internal structures in it. Okay. And those are uh, lined up in these membranes and like a, a forest of pine trees or whatever, they're all parallel molecules. And uh, they need to be in exactly the right composition uh, in order for your cells to work. They used to call it solid state signaling the messages that go from one side of the cell from outside the cell membrane to inside right? but it's not really solid it's a, a fine balance between solid and fluid and when you think about it that's life that's what life is is the difference between outside the cell and inside the cell isn't it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the thing that has become more and more important uh, these days is the the pollution that we're all exposed to the uh, the heavy metals you know going uh, you man remember lead in petrol uh, and all the other metals that are uh, everywhere in our lives these days the pesticides the petrochemicals so on and so forth and even the electromagnetic pollution because that affects the uh, uh, the cell membranes and how they function and the, uh, the channels through the membrane. And 90%, 90-something percent of these toxins that we're exposed to, they're fat-soluble. So when a, I mean, a, you know, a, a database thing says, oh, this is cleared from the system in 72 hours or something like that, Sure, it's out of the blood in that time, but it ends up in the what we call the fatty compartment of the body, or the lipid compartment. Now, part of that is the storage fat, so it's inside fat cells, uh, but part of it also is in the cell membranes. That's really not a good place to store your toxins. So what effect does it have on the body? Well, uh, endless effects, really. I mean, it affects in so many ways. Um, firstly, it disrupts the functioning of the cell membranes like that. I mean, the, you know, cells overreact or don't react when they need to. Uh, secondly, it just gets in the way of um, cell functioning, you know, clogs up the uh, biochemical pathways. Thirdly, it can have an effect on the DNA. It can actually interfere with your genes being switched on and making the proteins that you need for all your functions. So, phospholipids. 
So they're part of your cells, but you've also been using and you've been intrigued by the use of this to detox. Can you yeah, tell exactly. us a little bit about this? Yeah, because uh, you won't get access into the, the fatty, oily parts of the body, including the membrane, just using water-soluble stuff, because effectively the body is divided into lipid compartment and aqueous compartment. And if all your, your drugs and your chemicals and stuff are in the aqueous compartment, they do nothing to the lipid compartment. So using things like phosphatidylcholine, which is basically it's fats and oils in the form in which they need to be, to be incorporated into the membranes, you can get access in not just into the membrane, but right through the membrane and into the cell. So using these, you can get stuff out of the cell into the system. And you know, because the body is set up for this or perfectly well, if you give it the chance, you can then get excretion through the liver, the bile, where it's all supposed to go out into the, you know, out of the body. And this is done by taking it by mouth or intravenously or how? Um, there's really, there's three ways you can do it. You can do it by mouth, which is, you know, practical for people to do themselves. Uh, you can do it by, but which is relatively slow and so forth. You can do it with uh, intravenous treatments which is fast and effective, but it's really quite expensive. Uh, or with medical supervision, you can do it with a, a small enema type thing. So what kind, what's the outcome of this? This is a, it's, it's a major detox system, is it? Well, it is. You're, you're doing several things when you do this. Number one, yes, you are detoxing. Um, sometimes there's a you know there's a threshold you have to push relatively hard in order to get the detox process working you know so for instance if we're treating you know, really sick patients uh, we'd often give them a, a run of three or four intravenous treatments to begin with and after the set third or fourth they probably they start getting some cramping and churning the abdomen and then they have an almighty clear out of the bowel and then we say right the liver bile excretion system is up and running again so now we can use it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so who should come listen to your talk and what are they going to take away well, I think anybody who's alive in the 21st century, really. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly anybody who has, um, has symptoms. The other things, by the way, that we do, what you can achieve with the treatments are um, it has an inflammatory effect. Even if it's not detoxing something, it does have a, a damping down effect. Um, I mean, obviously, with all of this stuff, you know, prevention would have been better than cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and keeping healthy with the, the right sort of oils and so forth is, you know, an essential part of staying alive and uh, living a long, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's got to the stage that you are sick and you're burdened with toxins and so forth, then 
We want to do the detox. We want to settle down the inflammation, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And we want to remodel the uh, the cell membranes. And of course, this is particularly important with the nervous system because of the shape of a nerve cell. You know, you've got a cell here with a long, long axon, mm-hmm. which means that it's all surface. The surface to volume ratio is very high. Mm. Mm. And therefore, nerve cells are particularly vulnerable to, you know, these nutritional and toxic problems. So this is the kind of information that people with pretty much any chronic condition can discover and find out whether or not detox of this kind of nature will be useful for them. Yes, yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, if this is you and you're listening... Dr. Downing will be there. Dr. Damien Downing will be at our show speaking. And I really urge you to listen to him because what he has to say is really revolutionary. So have a look at our website, getwell.solutions. Uh, Find out about our speaker's schedule and when Dr. Downing is going to be speaking. And don't forget, buy yourself a ticket because they're going really quickly. You can avoid the queues get a certain discount, and get to see all of these fantastic therapies. So thank you so much, Dr. Downing, for sharing this with us. My pleasure. Thanks for that, Damien. Again, looking forward to that on the Sunday. Now, on the Saturday, we have a very interesting person speaking, because what most of the talks are from the therapists themselves, but we've got a few of people who themselves have overcome health problems. And uh, one such person is Georgia Leonard, who will be speaking on Saturday. Now, Georgia suffered from an autoimmune problem called Hashimoto's disease, and she was finding the response from doctors and medicine was rather inadequate. In fact, they didn't really feel there was anything they could do for her except help her cope with the problem. Well, Georgia's a young lady who wanted to live a full and active life so she did a lot of investigating herself and so she's come up with quite a series of protocols that can help you get well if you are suffering from chronic fatigue or Hashimoto's or thyroid problems and it's a must-hear talk which is on the Saturday but in the meantime here's what she has to say about it. Hi I'm Brian Hubbard and I'm helping to organise the Get Well Show which happens at London's Olympia from February the 21st to the 23rd. It's going to be an extravaganza, a showcase of innovation, breakthrough, of all sorts of therapies which are proven to work on loads and loads of chronic health problems. And you've just got to be there because there's 41 speakers and over 90 exhibitors. And talking of speakers, we're very lucky to be talking today with one of them. The lovely Georgia Leonard is uh, will be talking on Saturday, so you've got to be there for that at the very least. Georgia is an amazing young woman who's about to have give birth to twins, but she promises she won't do it at the show. But what, <laughs> but what she will be doing is talking about her own personal health journey, and particularly I mean, from being a very active, fit, successful trainer. She's still are, of course. She found herself flat out one day 
had no energy, couldn't move, and didn't know what the heck had happened to her. So what had happened to you, Jordan? Yeah, so I actually had Hashimoto's, right. um, which is the autoimmune form of thyroid disease. And actually, um, not many people know this, but up to 95% of people who have um, hypothyroidism have got Hashimoto's. Wow. Um, and, and, and is it a spectrum disorder? I mean, can you be slightly tired or right the way through to how you are? You're flat out. So could people have, have feeling tired and not sure why? Could that be... Uh, yes, 100%. Okay. It sort of starts out like that and, and sort of builds. Okay. Um, and so for me, it, I felt tired and sort of struggling for years, but I think I got used to that. That became my sort of normal. Okay. Um, but then it, it developed into something where I actually couldn't function because right. I think I let, it go, I let it go that far where I right. thought, oh, well, it's just this and it's because I'm a mum or it, as, as we think people tend else. to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for you, once you, how did you discover it was a Hashimoto's? Mm. So I went for testing, actually. Mm -hmm. I, um, I went up to um, Harley Street and had a full comprehensive blood chemistry test. Mm -hmm. Um, and I noticed that my uh, immune markers were a bit off, they, okay. they weren't looking right. Okay. I also noticed that I had some vitamin and mineral deficiencies mm. that I shouldn't have had because I was right. actually taking those. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, at the time. Oh. So that was really interesting and I've seen that with a lot of clients who have Hashimoto's. Mm. Really interesting. Um, and that kind of made me think I need to I need to check. So my thyroid mm. markers came up on there as well. They looked okay. My mm. T3 was a bit low. TSH was in range and I thought I think this is I just thought I think this is Hashimoto's because right. I have all the thyroid symptoms, my immune system markers don't look right. Yeah. And I then requested antibodies, thyroid antibodies, to be tested, and that's how. But you're doing all this yourself, aren't you? You're driving all yes, this. Yes, I have you're, to. <laughs> I am, yes. This is the thing, isn't it? You're yeah. your own medical detective and your yeah. your own therapist. Yeah, you have you have to be yeah your own health advocate. Because what is the conventional view of Hashimoto? Well, how would they treat it? Um, they don't. Oh, <laughs> they, okay. they don't. So, so your standard GP will will actually say to you, as mine said to me, it's not treatable. Right. Um, right. So they will only treat you if you become hypothyroid. So Hashimoto's is when your body attacks your own thyroid gland mm -hmm. and you produce antibodies as a result. Right. And you can see that on a test. Um, it, and after it gets attacked enough times, it damages the right. gland and right. then you become hypothyroid. So right. then you have hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. Right. Um, but for me, I just had Hashimoto's. Right. So they won't treat it. Until they won't give you medication. Until you're far. Until it's... Far worse. <laughs> yeah, until the gland is not functioning. <laughs> but I know also yeah. that you discovered that there were certain tests and markers mm. that were essential for understanding Hashimoto's, yes. which again, conventional therapies do not recognize. Mm -hmm. So yeah. do you want to just a couple yeah. of those or... Yeah, sure. So the most important thing with autoimmune conditions and with thyroid disorders and Hashimoto's is finding out what the cause is. Yeah. Um, and so what, what I did is I did a, a few tests. So the first was the comprehensive blood chemistry. Okay. So nutrient deficiencies can really drive Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing was to sort, to sort that out. Obviously a full thyroid panel including um, antibodies. 
And then the other important tests were a gut health test, mm -hmm. so to, to look at um, which strains of mm -hmm. bacteria I actually have, mm -hmm. if my gut wall is, is permeable or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you find that it is, you can then work to fix that. Yeah. Um, and lastly, a food sensitivity test. So yeah. to look at which foods are actually causing my body to produce antibodies. Right. So to produce IgG antibodies, which so, are the same ones involved. So in where are you today? Would you say you still have Hashimoto's that you're managing or would you say you've now reversed it? Where, where are you? Um, I'd say I'm in remission. Okay. Um, you can't really ever sort of think that it's gone and it's never coming back and it's yeah. healed and um because it's you have the propensity to have it right. um but i would say i don't i don't suffer with the symptoms anymore no. um i was obviously able to all pregnant with twins yeah, and, carry them and i'm still very active yeah. which is very different to yeah. to how it was when i when i found absolutely. that yeah. so so who should come along to hear you talk on saturday and, and what are they going to hear it's best so anyone who feels they're tired more often than they should be, and mm -hmm. maybe these are sort of early warning signs, aren't yes. they? Yeah. And yeah. right way through to people who know they have Hashimoto's mm -hmm. and don't know what to do about it. So yes, definitely. Yeah, the thing the thing that's difficult with um, thyroid disease and Hashimoto's is there are so many symptoms that you can have. So, so yeah. I'll give you some of the most please, common yeah, ones. Please, yeah, please do. Um, so tiredness, weight gain, feeling colder than most people, okay. um, not being able to sleep very well, right. um, being constipated, having dry skin, brittle, thinning hair, right. um, the outside edges of the eyebrows thinning. Right. Um, so th those kinds of symptoms and, and also uh, anxiety and depression as well. Yeah. So people who, who are feeling like they're suffering and yeah. they're not in their best health, but they haven't been able to find out why yeah. or get a diagnosis, which is actually very difficult with yeah. thyroid disorders, should definitely come along so okay. I could I can help people to identify that. And then of course people who maybe are taking medication but they still have symptoms, which mm -hmm. is often the case because you have to do more than mm -hmm. just take medication. Um, and yeah, anybody who knows that they are mm. suffering with, yeah, with yeah, a thyroid yeah. or an autoimmune yeah. condition. And you're going to give them the whole blueprint of what they can be doing, foods to eat, tests they should have, and yes, yes. And vitamins they should be taking, etc, etc. I mean, yeah. which has worked for you. Yeah, I really want to be able to give people actionable steps. So it mm. won't be the same for every person, yeah. but I want to to give people a pathway yeah. of this is what you need to do now yeah. and so they can actually feel empowered and, and not feel helpless yeah. and, yeah. you know. That's fantastic, Gloria. Yeah. You're radiant with health, if I'm going to say and you're an absolute <laughs> walking advert for your own therapy. So, look, I mean, George is speaking on Saturday, but as I said, we have 41 speakers over the three days. Mm -hmm. We just need the one ticket that gives you access to all these speakers each day. And uh, the thing to do is to go over to our website now, which is getwell.solutions uh, forward slash show. We can buy your tickets ahead of time. And why should you do that? Well, because it's cheaper. On the day, we're going to be charging you £25 a day access. And why not? We're so many fantastic speakers. But if you go along to the website now, buy your tickets ahead of time, it's going to be a lot, lot cheaper. I think it's currently 16 quid. Saving wow. <laughs> exactly. Even Joe just said that. It's like, absolute wow. Ten quid saving. You've got to be there. You'll be able to meet the wonderful 
Georgia. And there's going to be other stand there as well. Are you, yes. And I think you'll be there, are you three somewhere. days or two days? Would you three be? days, yeah. I'll be Fantastic. there all three days. So, any questions, oh, come wonderful. along. You've got yeah. to be there, guys. Uh, thank you for watching. Georgia, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I really, really look forward to your talk on thank the day. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much, Georgia. That's very interesting, and I can't wait for her talk on Saturday. Now, someone else who popped in to see us quite recently was Simon Alibiosi. Now, Simon is an extraordinary human being. I mean, he's a kickboxing champion, to name one thing, and he's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's almost as muscular as me. And um, Simon is... uh, turned his attention to old crocs like me, in fact, and said, well, you know, there's lots you can do. You don't have to be in the gym. There's loads of simple movements you can do to to move your muscles, be flexible, and, and stay fit and well. And Simon is going to give us two demonstrations on Saturday, where he's going to sort of outline some of these moves. He's going to show that. He's going to have a demonstration area as well as a, as a conference area. Two conference areas, one demonstration area. And Simon's going to be in the demonstration area on Saturday, the 22nd, where he's going to show you some of these rather neat moves. Can't promise you're going to be as muscular as Simon at the end of it, but you're certainly going to be flexible. Here's what Simon had to say about it. Hi, I'm Brian Hubbard, and I'm helping to organise the Get Well Show, which is happening at Olympia, London, from the 21st to the 23rd of February. It's a show you've got to be at, because we've got loads of great speakers, 41 of them, and we're very lucky to have today one of them who probably is the most handsome one and certainly the most ripped one, Simon Alibiosi. Now, Simon, you're a remarkable young man, apart from being incredibly handsome. Thank you, Um, Too kind. You are a jiu-jitsu champion from 2011, European. Yep. You've been and still are a personal trainer. I know you've had a lot of interest in nutrition. Very little of which you'll be talking about at the show, because what you've suddenly got interested in, old people like me, as well as other people to help them move better. Simple moves you don't need to do in the gym. So tell us, Simon, a bit more about it. How did you came to get interested in this area? Yeah, so um, I originally started doing jiu-jitsu many years ago yeah. and competed. Um, prior to winning the European Championships, um, I was actually injured by a trainer, which led me to give up jiu-jitsu competitively right. and then just rethink my own training, mm-hmm. but then also how I work with my own clients. Mm-hmm. And then that made me realize that actually so many people, including myself, live with chronic pain, mm-hmm. whether it's on a subtle level or mm-hmm. quite extreme level, mm-hmm. but then also have so many different movement deficits in terms of their body just doesn't move as well as it should. Right. Okay. So, And, and oftentimes those people compensate and they don't even realize their bodies are compensating. Exactly. And I suppose exactly. that can then lead to something more serious down the road as well. Yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, even if you're not aware of the problem, you, you're you saying there are still simple movements you could introduce into your day which will help correct it anyway. Even some some simple yeah. things you could do if you're working in the office, walking around, yeah. whatever, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Single, um, there's a multitude of different exercises you can do. Simple ones, depending on like where you are, how much equipment you have available. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even need any equipment whatsoever. Right. So it's just really, really easy things that'll help right. improve how your body works. Right. 
Okay. Uh, so keep you injury free or improve your performance in sport, whatever, whatever uh, activity. But, uh, but it could be for all ages. So. Yeah, for all ages. So if you're even quite old, maybe retired even, there are simple things you can bring into your day which don't require a gym, but yeah. very simple things, and they could make a massive difference to your general health, your mobility, limb strength, all these things that become more and more important as we get older too, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely, and that's exactly what I'll be demonstrating at the exhibition. Yeah, that's and that good points on, and, and Simon, in fact, we'll be talking twice at the show on the Saturday, so that's going to be the 22nd, of February, so you must make sure you're there for that to to hear see Simon and all the other speakers we're having at the show. And the clever thing to do is to buy your tickets beforehand. You can go to getwell.solutions forward slash show and get your tickets. And the reason why it's so smart to get your tickets early is because it's cheaper. On the day, the ticket price will be £25. Not cheap, but look, we're putting on 41 speakers, 80, 90 exhibitors. It's a massive show. Or you can get a special price right now. Go to the show uh, uh, go, go to the show website. Check that out. You'll see the price is much, much lower. And you'll get to meet Simon. So, Simon, thank you so much for Thanks, joining man. us today. And I really look forward to your talk on the Saturday. And, and getting a few moves in yeah, yeah. myself. I look forward to seeing you there. Oh, I'll be there. Now, I did mention that uh, we are running the show together. That's Lynn McTaggart, my wife, and me. And uh, no, it's not nepotism. Lynn's going to be speaking at the show, and she deserved to speak at the show. Lynn is a, a world-renowned speaker, and um, she packs the halls all over the planet, and no wonder. Her work about the power of eight has uh, empowered millions of people, and they're uh, forming small healing groups to get well themselves, to help people who are in the center of these prayer groups, intention groups, as well as helping themselves. And that's the remarkable thing about this group work. And Lynn is going to be speaking about the power of eight on Saturday, February the 22nd. You know, I mean, this is of all the talks, you've got to hear Lynn. I mean, it is a phenomenon. We don't entirely understand what's going on ourselves. I mean, but we do this work. And um, for example, we've had even stage four cancer cases actually healing in two days. I mean, it's astonishing. We don't know why, we don't know what's going on, but it is happening. And Lynn will be speaking about it on the day, on the Saturday. But of course, as she works in the same office as me, it seemed rude not to actually interview her, so I did. Hello, I'm Brian Hubbard. I'm from the Get Well Show, which is happening at London's Olympia from February the 21st to the 23rd. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event with loads of great speakers, therapists, people who have achieved great innovative breakthroughs for treating uh, chronic health problems, and all of them have proven to work. So it's essential you come along to this show. And uh, there are going to be about 90 exhibitors and 40 speakers, talking of which we have one here today, which is Lynn McTaggart. Now, Lynn, you'll talk to me about the power of eight. Now, almost like any other speaker, you're not a therapist and you seem extremely democratic because everyone gets to do the healing. So tell us a bit more what you'll be talking about on, on the Saturday, the 22nd. Sure. Uh, in the process of studying the power of intention, our thoughts to change things, I 
tried to scale that down for workshops and I thought it was going to be a little mild feel-good effect like mm. having a facial or getting a back massage but what ended up happening in these groups of eight uh, were extraordinary healings. We had people with cataracts who said they were 80% better. We had people who ha were were scheduled for, for knee operations who would come out of the 10 minutes that they did this little intention in a group and they'd be completely healed. And on and on and on. We had thousands and thousands of these kinds of stories. Mm. So since that time, I've been experimenting with groups of eight and looking for what the secret sauce is. Mm. But the bottom line is they are healing mechanisms. They help people to heal their health in just about every way. It's extraordinary, Len. And, and I mean, it's way beyond anything like a placebo, which I'm sure many of the critics would say it is, because you're seeing physical changes, aren't you? Well, we're seeing complete physical changes. We're seeing people who are even skeptical, mm. who have back pain, say, and they're put in a group and then they're healed. Or one woman with a genetic liver problem who went along to one little power of a group mm. and was completely healed of this condition. Mm. Uh, in fact, two of her consultants uh, signed her off and said, you don't need any more treatment. Mm. And, you know, this has happened so many times. It's beyond placebo because it happens with people who don't believe it mm. as well. And it also happens with other members of the group some of the people who are doing the sending. So I didn't believe it, Brian, mm. at the very beginning. Mm. You know, I had to study it from every possible angle mm. to try to figure out what was going on here. Yeah. And, and your, your sort of unique uh, contribution to this uh, conversation, if you will, is the idea of the group effect, and which is quite unusual. I, I mean, you see this one-to-one -one stuff with other uh, people, but the idea of the group is does seem to be unique to you. And is there anything special about eight? No. Huh. Uh, <laughs> eight, as you know, we were talking about how to incorporate um, some of the things I was discovering in large group intention with the intention experiments, how to scale that down to workshop. Mm. And I was kicking it around with you one day, you might remember around 2008, mm. and I said, well, I don't know, maybe I'll put them in a group of eight or so mm. and have them send healing to each other. Mm. And you said, I love it, the power of eight. There you are. So it wasn't, he's a, he's a good headline writer, but it wasn't deliberate um, and it doesn't require eight. What it requires is a group. It'll work with five, it'll work with 12. I think it gets a little unwieldy beyond that. But the point is that group effect and there are many, many reasons for that. Okay. Um, and, and also, Lynn, I mean, it isn't just a person being healed, is it? There is, there's a magnifying effect for everyone involved in that process. Well, I think that was the most extraordinary thing of all. I started noticing with the intention experiments, and I started documenting them and also the... Uh, uh, the power of eight groups to find that the senders were getting healed as much as the receivers. Mm. And I started looking at the different things that go on. Mm. And I think one of the big pieces of it is altruism. Mm. Um, when I started studying the science of altruism, it's, you know, it's a bulletproof vest for people. Mm. Um, people who do things for other people for in any regard live longer, 
happier, healthier lives. It's so interesting, Lynn, and uh, I think you have stumbled on something very profound, which has an incredible impact for all of us, I think. Um, look, you, Lynn, you're going to be with us for the three days, I think. Aren't you? You, we've actually given Lynn a stand. Yeah. And so you're going to be there for the three days. Um, selling your new book, The Power of Eight, but you're going to be speaking on Saturday morning. So look, you've got to come along to this show. Lynn is one of about 40 speakers we have, and it's uh, word to the wise, get your tickets now, because the on-the-day price is going to be £25. It's not going to be cheap, but then we're offering you 40 speakers and 90 exhibitors. Uh, but now pre-booking, we're talking about £16 for a day visit. That's all it is. So look, get along now to the Get Well site and get your tickets. It's getwell.solutions forward slash show. Buy your tickets. You'll meet Lynn on the Saturday. You'll meet her throughout the, the, the three days. And we very much look forward to welcoming you uh, to the Get Well show. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, Lynn. It's so fascinating. And here the talk itself is even more fascinating. Lynn speaking on the Saturday. I hope that just gives you a bit of a flavour about the Get Well show. There are so many other speakers. We couldn't catch up with everybody. But this just a, a few of them we like, and we like them all. And there are over 40 to be speaking across those three days. And as I say, there are 90 exhibitors as well. You've got to come to this show. It's an absolute must. It's February the 21st to the 23rd. And, you know, a word to the wise. Buy your ticket beforehand. It's going to be a lot cheaper. And you can do that by going to our website. That's getwell.solutions forward slash show. Getwell.solutions forward slash show. I'm Brian Hubbard. I'll be at the show throughout. I'm really looking forward to meeting you and uh, maybe even buying you a cup of coffee. Until then, uh, stay well and I'll see you at the show. <laughs>